It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's as always an absolute pleasure to have you listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. This week, we get back to interviewing a British guest, which I know lots of you really appreciate the fact we stick on the European side of the pond a lot of the time. So let me introduce you to our first British guest in a few weeks. Adrian Newt is the founder of A-Game Sports, which started in 2012 to supply high-quality team sports kit to schools and clubs. It's a business with distinct B2B and B2C customers, and last year they turned over £400,000. Hi, Adrian. How are you doing all right? Yes, good, thank you. Um, I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started in e-commerce? Um, we started quite a few years ago because I was a sole trader um, sort of probably five or six years ago. Um, and my background has always been sport um, and I was a sports coach originally. So then moved into, I got fed up with that um, and decided uh, mum and dad are self-employed. So I wanted to become self-employed and the natural path was into sport. And I started off with sports equipment and it was very much um, uh, face-to-face kind of sales to start with. Uh, and then obviously to try and grow the business, we um, uh, we, we got involved with a web developer and just set up our own little e-commerce system um, going back many years now and, and kind of the business has evolved from there. So it's kind of a just e-commerce was just the next loop down a, on the next step rather down quite, yeah. quite an organic pathway. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, the business has been very much developed through my network of contacts kind of within clubs and schools that I'm very active in sort of down here particularly. Um, but obviously to then reach further afield. Um, it, the natural thing was obviously have an online presence through e-commerce. Now you mentioned down here. So whereabouts in the world are you, and where are you selling to at the moment? Our, well, that's interesting. Our main um, bread and butter, um, if you like, is um, local. Uh, we have you know big healthy PE kit contracts with we're now six or seven local secondary schools. Plus, um, we're obviously dealing with a lot of primary schools and clubs, etc. Down here, but we sell that you know we sell up and down the country. Um, we've got a guy in Devon that kind of looks after our Devon area. We've just taken on a guy um, in the southeast who's going to look after kind of that Londony area. Um, but we are very much up and down the country. So it's, it's kind of started in Cornwall with the the easy selling because of your links, and now you're expanding using yep. a combination of the website and face to face on the ground yeah, activity. Absolutely. Yep. No. Absolutely. We, as, as you know, we we use our website. By securing our contracts, our purchasing or the way our customers purchase is through our site. Um, so by securing those contracts in the first place, the site then becomes functional. Um, you know, it has customers that, that have to use it because that's how they buy. Um, but conversely, the people we can't reach who who might want, you know, the school up in Northumberland, for example, might want a trampoline or something like that. We can then fulfill that order um, almost like as an entire, entirely separate entity um, to, okay. to do that. Yeah. So you mentioned they're kind of the website and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the show. Yeah, and of course. Is um, you kind of have one website and lots of mini websites. So before we get too far into the theory <laughs> of the mini websites, what platform are you doing all this on? We've, we originally had Magento, um, which was obviously because we were purely e-commerce. But we, as you've seen, the latest site is now built in JShop. Um, yeah, it's built in JShop. And you chose that one because it gives you the flexibility to do the online and the offline? 
Yeah, it was. If, if I'm honest, and as I said to you before, I'd be more than honest. I, it was. It was mainly led by the developer because they we wanted to create a very active site that, that portrayed the sports wear, the team wear, and the, the, the the sports kit really well. Um, so they felt that that site, that sort of platform, allowed lots of functionality to be built into it, um, and it allowed it to be adaptive. Um, if truth be known, behind the scenes is quite a challenge. It's not the simplest system to use. Um, I'll be brutally frank with that. But it, from the front end, it looks functional and it works quite nicely, I think. Oh, cool. And then um, I guess one of the reasons why yours is quite complex behind the behind the scenes is because you've got all these mini sites. Yeah. So um, can I quickly explain how I think it works? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could just, and then you, you could tell us, you know, fill in the colour around that. So from my perspective, what you're doing is you're organising a deal with, say, a rugby or a cricket club, yeah. putting the, that kit list together, and then the team, the supporters are going on and placing the order via their own club mini website. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty accurate. And that, that then works across our PE kit contracts with our schools. They obviously have their own um, online shop to purchase through there. Yeah. And then you do all the fulfilment of that as well. Yep. So, we, yeah, we print, embroider and fulfill, dispatch. Um, yeah, all, all in-house. Wow. So, the, so here's possibly uh, an evil question. Who do you care more get more about the B two B customer, the school, or the B two C customer, the end purchaser? It's a really interesting one, and one that we constantly battle with. Um, who do we care? We care about both equally. Um, but when we, for example, when we have a PE kit contract, our, our, our ultimate customer is the school. So if if our if our level of service isn't good enough to the 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 parent. Um, then that will impact on the other customer, i.e. the school. So we have to very much look after both um, equally as well. So you're in some ways, you're in charge of the business, the end of the B2B's relationship with their own customer. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. We, yeah, we're we, we, about... we, agree, yeah, we agree the contract with, with the business, i.e. the school in this instance, um, or the rugby club. And then it's our job to make sure the, the, the B2C bit is taken care of to make sure the B2B bit is is tickety boo and everyone's happy with that that's it's an quite, interesting it's an interesting challenge <laughs> it is there's a lot of people more people than usual to keep happy and yes. i guess you know if you in no, normal in inverted commas e-commerce if you annoy one customer yep then you lose one customer but if you seriously annoy one parent or one supporter of a, of a club yep. you could lose the whole business yep yeah, it's a it's a real challenge, and it very much relies on the relationship we develop with, for example, the, almost like the, the the online shop point of contact. Our point of contact with the club is responsible for communicating to all their members processes, how we do, you know, how we fill orders, timescales, and those kind of things. Um, that's sometimes where the process breaks down or can break down because we're reliant on their communicating with with those guys. And not everyone picks up or reads information. That's something we're finding a lot. Is you know we we have clear T's and C's on our shop. If you order now, it will be ready in two, three weeks, whatever it is. Um, and they don't read that information. So, so that's one challenge we're trying to overcome at the moment. Yeah, as, um, as obviously someone who works in e-commerce who knows people just don't read things in the e-commerce <laughs> world. I know in the world of sports, it's even worse. Yeah. Um, as a secretary of a, of a rugby club, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, you can pretty much point their eyeballs at it and they still won't read it. <laughs> we've, we, what, we've, what we've had to do is put literally so a pop-up T's and C's appear when you go on the online shop that you have to click I've read before you can process on to the shop. Um, 
just to try and make them read it. But again, you can't make them. Yeah, but, you but can't it, make them. at least you can do everything you can to try and yeah. get that in front of you. Yeah, no, yeah absolutely. I guess go, going back to your point about getting the it being the responsibility of the clubs or the schools to give the right information across to the end consumer as it were yeah you're you're really not in charge of that first moment where the promise is made no but but i I think this comes back to the relationships we develop so for example with with the school contract we will pre-agree how we're distributing the kit with the school and we will communicate to the school, and like, i.e. we will put the newsletter together or the flyer that details how that's going to happen for them to send out to all their parents and kids in, in their weekly newsletters, etc. Um, so it's, it's quite, you're right, we are reliant on them, but I, I, think, I don't think we could do it any other way. No, no, I, I don't think you could. I, I think it's just, an, in, you know, for all those people out there who are going, God, it's so hard to get a customer to buy, so hard to get a customer to buy, they never read anything. Well, at least most of the people listening are in charge of getting that the information yeah. across yeah, yeah um, no, absolutely so it's an extra an extra difficulty so just um a couple of things just to clear it up because we've been talking about these kind of in the round without being specific about it the products you sell encompass what well <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's just a little bit of background when i first started we sold exclusively sports equipment so that i've always and we've always maintained through um throughout even to, to today we sell a lot of sports equipment to clubs and schools because almost that was our bread and butter to start with so we're talking bulls bats athletics yeah, more, equipment more, more, more bigger stuff really we don't oh, right. we can't compete you know, someone like newitz or, or other like national retailers that physically stock thousands of footballs we will never compete with them so we don't even try we but where we can compete is your bigger stuff so your basketball units your trampolines your football goals things like that that they general no one really stocks as such they're drop shipped or yeah so it's a more even playing field absolutely and that's where we can compete and that's what we try and do um so the the bigger stuff is what we we put on the website um that generates conversations for for schools to purchase and clubs to purchase um but where the business has moved much much more is is our own brand of sports kit basically um we work with a, a european factory and we we have produced and are producing our own PE kits, our own rugby kits, our own cricket kits, netball kits, um, an exclusive gig rowing range that we've developed with the local club. Oh, um, wow. And so that's very much where, you know, netball dresses, I could go on, yeah. cheerlead, cheerleading outfits, um, but that very much is where the business is heading and that's where we see our growth and our, our key markets um, in the sportswear side of things. And I think that's that's what stands us, us out, particularly down here where, I can't think of many or any that, that, that do what we do. Yeah. So, you, so product-wise, the strategy is to move from the big off, high negotiation, high one-to-one selling products, high yeah. ticket, large, difficult to deliver, etc., to yeah. the high volume, small, easy to post. Uh, you're making, you're, you know, you're doing the designs and all the rest of it. So, there should be pretty good margin on it. Yeah. And it's you'd make you'd make the deal with the club once and then everyone else pays the price yeah correct sorry not pays the price that's a horrible <laughs> phrase everybody else pays the agreed price yes yeah it's, it's a lovely situation to be in when we've signed off one of those contracts because we were almost it's an exclusivity so yeah. once we've once we've secured the deal there is nowhere else that they can get it from as long for the length of time we have that contract so yeah. whether it's a PE kit you know we 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 don't sell it through a a, a local shop which some others do, which is fine. That's their their model. As won't work like that because you don't then buy into what we're about and our level of service and things like that. 
um, and we obviously then control stock and distribution, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's that's the way we want to grow our business. Okay, excellent. And then the other question I wanted to clear off before clear up before we move on was how many of you are there in your team, and what do you do in house, and what are you, what are you outsourcing? Okay, so currently there are four of us in the office. Um, we're looking to take a fifth on over the next month or so. We've got um, Adam, who is very much Devon based. Um, who kind of deals with inquiries that end of the world. And then we've just taken on Martin in the southeast um, uh, to, to, to kind of develop those relationships up there, which we will fulfill down here. Um, so that's the team as such. And we've got a, a non-exec director that we work with that just kind of, I work with him more exclusively just to guide us a little bit and, and help us with things like that. Um, and then in terms of what we do in-house, we at the moment we outsource print and embroidery. Um, but that will in time come in-house now whether that's through an acquisition or whether that's through grant funding and doing it ourselves we we're on we're at those discussions at the moment oh cool um that 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 way we have complete control over with the stock is currently all sat in the office so there's you know upwards of 50 grand's worth of stock um to help us fulfill particularly the pe kit contracts so when one of the pupils loses their shirt it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. tomorrow they need it for the next day well we can fulfill that mm. um or they can come in and pick it up um so yeah stock is done in house perry's our marketing guy so all our visuals all our you know the brochures that he's working on at the moment are all done in house um hannah does all the order fulfillment uh, and customer service and fern does all the finance um so yeah we do we, we fulfill and the guys up the line so adam and martin we as i said we fulfill all their orders um down here so they get to just focus on building those relationships and, and adding more contracts. Yep, absolutely. Sounds yeah. like like a nice streamlined. It, it, um, it's team. getting more streamlined. Yeah, in terms of our processes and how we do things, absolutely. And yeah, we the key for us is, and I'm sure with any business, is finding the right people. Um, it's all e-commerce is great and has a function, but for us, relationships are the number one thing. E-commerce is kind of a, a result of those relationships and the, the trust that we develop um, yes, from it, those. If you didn't have relationships with the schools and the clubs, you wouldn't have anyone coming to your website to buy. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, or we yeah, we, yes, correct. Simple as that. Yeah, and it, yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, in which case then, we've discussed quite a lot about the business there, but what do you think is the most awesome thing about a game right now? <sighs> it's a big question. It is a big question. It's a, it's a very difficult one. What I the, the biggest thing for me is the passion that we all have in the office for for kit and teamware. Um, and the excitement we all get for when we secure contracts. You know, we, we love working with clubs. We love designing kit for them. Um, and, you know, I look, at, I look at your rugby club and we love designing kit like that and working with you guys. It's it's that bit is what, for us, makes us different. You know, anyone can go and buy a sublimated rugby shirt or a sublimated netball dress. But for, for us, it's this conversation. It's the conversation we have with Helston or Mounts Bay PE kit department, a PE department. Um, that, for me, is where where we stand out. Excellent. And just um, what does sublimated mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. No, no, that's fine. There's people out there going, "What does sublimated mean?" Is so that a new e-commerce s- concept? No, no, it's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's nothing to do with e-commerce at all. But we can, through our website, develop and, and, and do use the 3D kit designer to create these weird and wonderful patterns on a rugby shirt, for example. And the, the sublimation is a process of putting that pattern onto a white fabric. Okay, so it's it's kind of printing, but it's yeah. a li- all a little bit more three D. Than... Yeah, yes, it is. So your the, the Roseland rugby shirts, for example, because you know that seems sensible to discuss yeah, that. Yeah, that is, lot, that's lot... my team, people. Yeah. Just in case you're listening, and no, You've I got... don't play. <laughs> <laughs> but without you, they probably wouldn't play either. 
Oh, that's very kind of you to say that. I'll no, make them listen fine. to that at the next yeah, no, committee no, no, absolutely, meeting. <laughs> absolutely. So the process of making that pattern and yeah. all those sponsors' prints on there is done through sublimation. So the fabric is white. Um, so if you turn the shirt inside out, you'd see a white on the back and then the, the print and all the colour is heated into the fabric um, and then cut and shaped, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it creates a very it, – it's it printed into the fabric so it won't fade, it won't wash out, it won't – it's not like a vinyl print that can peel off or anything like that. And it's a great way to get sponsors' logos on there. It is because it costs no more money than if you had no sponsors. Yeah, so you, you could put rug- 100 sponsors on there and it costs exactly the same as a plain yeah, that, shirt. That's where rugby stands out above all other sports is they've grasped that concept. Football oh, really? hasn't, cricket hasn't, netball hasn't, hockey hasn't. None of the others have gone, actually, for the same price. I can sell, sell this little sponsorship place for 50 quid and bring in three grand from 100 different sponsors rather than going to one and saying, I want five grand. Um, I haven't, haven't embraced that concept at all. It's a lot easier to find eight small sponsors than it is to find one big sponsor. And I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation <laughs> with, with a cricket club. For, for the same money, you could have... Yeah. this many sponsors on there and it costs you no more but that's you know that's the world we live in they'll they'll change one day they'll understand it one day it'll it'll get there um, yes but, but rugby is light years ahead in that sense cool um i always like to hear that rugby's ahead of other sports yes um so what's on your radar the to-do list at the moment <sighs> so at the moment we are literally just signing off our brochures um but obviously the knock-on of that is the flow from when a customer looks at the brochure, we need to make sure uh, the, the the pages on the website reflect the same message um, that, that they're seeing in the, in the brochure. So Perry's working on that at the moment um, and over the next two or three weeks. That's one of our big, you know, particularly with the cricket season coming up, that's our main focus at this very moment in time over the next couple of weeks. And though, so who are those brochures aimed at? Is that a brochure per club or is that a brochure yeah. to prospective clubs? Both. It's it, it gives a little bit of information. So, you know, a lot of our clubs we will have, worked with over the last couple of years cricket kits and cricketers and sponsors generally last a couple of years so they'll be looking to renew um so then the brochure offers them our product range in terms of the designs they could have um and how we work online shops a little bit of information about us testimonial things like that um and then obviously as i just said the key then is the message on the website reflects that and looks the same so they're not confused that there's two different messages coming across so that's one big key area um the other really important areas that I mentioned earlier about the sports equipment side of things, we've noticed recently with the new website, a drop off in sale on those, in sales on those and inquiries. So we're going to do um, some, we're using analytics to look at the traffic on that. We're looking at the 301 redirects for the previous site. And we're looking at the structure of the, 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 how we've laid out sports equipment on the new site to understand whether there's things we need to do and improve on that to make those sales and get those phone calls and that interaction with um, with customers. Amazing. So I, I do love the way in which you're kind of balancing the the soft side of we've got to get the brochure right to build the relationship to make that feeling flow from brochure to website. And then you're also going, the analytics show the sales are down. We need yep. to mine the numbers. Yep. But at um, the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's a you know, we we are a very aspirational company. We we you know, we've got big ambitions this year in terms of where we want to be financially as well as structurally. Um and as, I, as we talked about earlier, the sports equipment side of things for us should be easy sales, easy hits, um, you know, two, three grand's worth of sale based on someone finding us online, having a conversation, getting a purchase order through and fulfilling the order. Um, that's not happening at the moment. So it's an area that we're going to have to work on um, in order to, to tick that and keep that going. 
Okay, I have one more question before we move into the top tips round. Okay. Which is, um, you produce quite a lot, or you kind of leverage your clubs that you supply the kit for, creating content about them and and social mediaing about yeah. them. Is that primarily to build um, brand and you know kind of awareness, or is it? purely about building a relationship with those clubs well i suppose you could answer that for us what does it do for roseland <laughs> well they they love that video that you produced yep. for our game against lang kelly foy especially i think the fact that uh davo missed every single kick and you actually <laughs> put one of the missed kicks onto <laughs> the video missed it, they missed it by a country mile i think yeah, and the wind yeah. got hold of that and ended up down in the river foy it, somewhere it, it was a miserable day mm. um so you know it 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 was something I don't think any of the lads really expected ever to happen. So, you know, they love any pictures of them, any video yeah. of them. So that's, that follows our ethos of, in the cheesiest way, professionalising grassroots sport. No other, your big national players will do that with their massive university contracts or England netball or something like that. We're not in that market. We're in the market for Rosen Rugby Club, for Snostel Rugby Club, for... Uh, you know, Saints netball people like that yeah. that we could offer that level of service to and for us doing that with you you, you know I mean what was that 12 months ago now probably right, yeah, right at the beginning of the season that, yeah, yeah it, it still it still resonates with you that that was a really positive experience that can only be good for one our brand awareness two you talking to other rugby clubs about what we do and three ultimately we we're appreciative of the fact that you've done business with us and we don't want to just be a kit supplier that supplies you a kit walks away waits for you to come back 12 months time and and then well, we might be able to secure that business again if by doing what we do perry tweeting about your fixtures or wishing you luck or engaging in a bit of banter somewhere along the line it just makes us stay in the forefront of you you as a club the club next door that you're playing against things like that and it just i think that little model works quite nicely Excellent. Um, I I like that model as well. I think that's really yeah. clever. <laughs> it, it, it's that level of service and it? it's that, that relationship. And I think that just that's like an add on to what we do. Cool. OK, let's move on to the top tips round then. And I okay. love this section because Great. it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So here we go. The book top tip. If everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh, I've just read Alan Sugar's um, autobiography um, while I was away on holiday and I absolutely got hooked on that. Um, so I would recommend that. Excellent. We haven't had an Alan Sugar recommended before. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think it came on the back of The Apprentice because the, 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 the plumber guy was raving on about it. So I thought, oh, I'll go and have a look at that. And it was completely addictive. And unfortunately for Fern, my other half, the brain went into overdrive whilst on holiday. <laughs> that <laughs> is came the, some crazy ideas. That's the danger of reading a business book on holiday. Yeah, I, I love it. That's, you know, that's, that, that's my passion. And that's absolutely why I, I, got, I got hooked on that. Cool. It might take a bit longer than a Friday afternoon, but it was a good book. Excellent. So the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? We, I can only relate to our own personal experiences. And we recently um, signed a deal with a, a gig row, which is a, a, an online community for the gig rowing community. And we did um, some blogging um, and some press work um, with them. And the amount of interest we had for new rowing clubs come on board was phenomenal. So I can only suggest doing something like that, looking at who your key partners are. If you can team up with them, talk about them, push them, they push you. 
that to us has had a huge impact. So I guess uh, uh, to put it in marketing speak, it's a very yes. tailored partnership PR yeah. program. Yes, that that's worked. You know, I we we've tried Google uh, Google AdWords. That's not worked for us in any way, shape, or form. So I wouldn't, from our experience, I wouldn't recommend that. But for others, I that, I have no problem with that at all. Um, but you know, the impact that had on Google, we were then on the first page um, for rowing kit. Um, so you know, yesterday I had an inquiry from Reading Rowing Club who were going to put an order in for some vests for a training event. Wow. That would never have happened had we not done that. We would never have um, secured uh, a kit deal with the world champions Falmouth had we not done that. So that has had a huge impact on our rowing market. Just as a, a quick aside for everyone who's listening, gig rowing is <laughs> a it's a it's a Cornish sport, which I don't think is done anywhere else in the world, is it? We're De- we're De- Devon, kind of along the south yeah, coast yeah, a little bit there, but sorry, but, but, yeah, Devon, mainly down, yeah, mainly down here. It's traditional wooden boats being rowed at speed over the waves, roughly yep. speaking. Yes. Um, and what Adrian's just outlined is the fact they went after a niche website for this niche market, which there's an awful lot of people involved in it down in Cornwall. And by going after that niche market, they've able, been able to rank highly for the generic term rowing that's got them Reading Rowing Club, which is Olympic style rowing, fine yeah, boats. I, I, yeah, Just I, for the I, don't, I don't know anything about rowing, but, but in terms of up from Reading, but yeah, it, it's certainly a, a, a positive pickup on that. Now, Red, Reading's a huge club. I, I yeah. um, didn't ever row for Reading, but I rowed at some Reading regattas once upon a time. You know more about that than I do. Yeah, so I, I just thought I'd throw that bit in yeah there. Throw, throw that bit in there just make <laughs> make sure the audience know what we're talking about before they go gigs what music where did music come into all this uh, okay back back on track then the tool top tip maybe a collaboration tool a social media plugin a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day no <laughs> it's a simple answer the only thing that makes us efficient is making sure we have an open plan office and when we have an issue we talk about it that's the only you know we unfortunately we're not advanced enough yet to have a magical app that that does a lot of those things for us um but no that's the only thing that makes us work really efficiently and well is having an open plan office that we can then talk about things and issues and i can throw something at perry and he can bounce it back and fern and hannah can have their input and we can move it forward from there i think that's a very valid answer personally because you can't (laughs) if you're trying to move a business at speed where relationships are so important you have to be able to do that moving fast. And there's nothing that makes a team move faster than being sat in the same room. Yeah. You know, we have to make decisions, uh, you know, uh, instantly that if you had an app or something like that, I don't think we, we could do that as quickly. Excellent. Then the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? I, I think the biggest thing would be to make sure that whoever you use as a developer understands you and your business and what you want to achieve that would be the single most important thing um that i'd probably suggest as a starting point i like that so so it's both making sure your website guy can build what you need but it's also making sure that they understand your business so you get some useful assistance from them over and above the code yes correct absolutely you know i yeah i can talk a lot about jshop but I think if we probably did have a time again, we wouldn't use that. Um, but that comes down to the prime example of understanding the market and, and your customer. Yeah, it's, I have um, written on my wall, don't make any assumptions. And the world of web and building websites is the place where more assumptions get made than anywhere else. And yep. usually fundamental nightmare, yes. <laughs> nightmare um, assumptions a lot of yes. the time. 
but now that would be my top tip on that Excellent. Well, Master Plan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 45. That's the number four and the number five, including um, I'll put up the video we were talking about of, um, of Roseland. I have one final top tips question, which is if your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? Oh, God. Hmm. Which e-commerce business would I like to be running? Amazon. Amazon. Because? Because it's huge. <laughs> just huge. Um, I, 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 I would just love to understand how they run it from behind the scenes. It just sounds ridiculous. It's, um, it's quite so, a fascinating business. It's I a have monster. To say. Yeah. It's a monster. And you, the deliveries you get from all over the world, and you're just like, how does that happen? got no idea how that happens i think that that would interest me more than anything excellent so adrian before we say goodbye could you let our listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media yep so we are obviously www.agamesports.co.uk um and at agamesports um on twitter uh, and facebook same agamesports excellent i'll add links to all of that and everything else we've talked about today in the show notes masterplan world you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 45 or just go to the website click on the podcast tab or use the search box adrian thank you so much for being on the ecommerce masterplan podcast today and for being so generous sharing the details of your experience with us no problem at all thank you very much So that's something of a different type of e-commerce business there, using e-commerce to fulfill the needs of B2B customers and marrying that up with great content marketing strategies to build those relationships and also really um, paying attention to that trust building element of making sure you're really working together and you're you're making everything fit from the beginning of the conversation with those brochures through to the end of the conversation on the website. So hopefully that's given you some interesting ideas. And I know there's a lot of you who listen who are desperate for B2B e-commerce content. So there's some of that for you as well. And if you're out there listening and you're a B2B e-commerce person who'd like to share your story on the e-commerce masterplan podcast, then just head over to the website, ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll find details of how to become a guest. So everybody have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.